Hey everyone, so happy to have you here today. No major issues with this one. You're going to be able to hear the podcast in its entirety, um, ultimately recording everything live on Zoom. There's one thing that I want to bring out because it's a pro tip. If you're sharing computer sound or sharing your screen, there's going to be like a second break where you actually, your microphone can't be heard. You'll notice right in my intro, I say something like the Rochester podcast where there's this big weird break. You are listening to the Rochester Groove Has podcast and let's get started with the show. Hello and welcome to the Podcast, your top podcast source for live, local music interviews and events from Rochester, New York and the surrounding area. Uh, today, I'm really excited to welcome Sage Xavier onto the show. Uh, how are we doing today, Sage? I am excellent, man. Good afternoon to everyone tuning in. I'm um, really, really excited to be here. Yeah. Good afternoon, everyone. We're happy to have you. That was a quick snippet teaser. Sounds great. So that's from your uh, newer project, Aku, right? Yeah. Um, we are recording our first album over at Wicked Squid Studios. And that is a snippet from the first round of actual mixing that we've done on the tracks. And uh, I'm very, very happy with it. I cannot wait for the finished thing. Awesome. Uh, how long till that finished product comes out? Are you guys pretty much done recording or is that on hold? Um, we have tracked just about everything. Um, the way that we're going to release it is a drip release kind of thing. Uh, we're thinking put out one song every so often, you know, because they're all very different from each other and we want to give them each, you know, time to... I don't know, breathe a little bit, let them like settle into people's ears. Um, and I think we're going to compile the whole thing into an album probably towards the end of the summer. Uh, so a couple, couple singles in the meantime, and then the whole thing, uh, hopefully yeah, by the fall. Exciting news, man. It's uh, everything is getting pushed back a little bit. Um, how are you holding up? Uh, Everyone has their own story. I mean, obviously, with uh, COVID, coronavirus, everyone's affected differently, especially musicians. How's that looked for your music-making process? Obviously, you're playing out a lot less. Um, yeah. Um, well, for playing out, it's been pretty catastrophic. Uh, no news there. But for making music, it's actually been really productive because that's pretty much all I'm doing all day now is just like chilling in my room, production stuff, everything's plugged in. Even if it's just like practicing some chops or like writing new things, shedding ideas, I'm playing, I'm spending many more hours a day 
actively playing music. Good stuff. And you actively, your number one instrument is guitar, correct? For sure. Like 99.5%. And obviously starting a coup recently, you're also uh, playing guitar in the sideways and uh, with uh, Jack West, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, those are my two two other main projects at the moment. Uh, Sideways is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Hanging out with, you know, eight, nine, ten dudes. Just jamming on some really loud, soulful music. A um, lot of really cool developments with that project as well. But I will leave that up to Joey to discuss because that, mm-hmm. that is his forte. Um and playing with Jack has been great too, man. He's a super talented kid. Um, you know, really solid sense of, of musical ability and songwriting and uh, just like fun dude to hang out with, you know, like I honestly, a lot of times forget that he's so much younger than me, you know, just cause mm-hmm. he's a really laid back guy, pretty mature for his age. And, you know, when you're playing music and you connect with people, it, you kind of those those other things go out the window you know you're just like you're there you're jamming having a good time absolutely I, i'm curious about that because i've seen jack play once and he looks like a, a high school up there a high schooler up there he's a he's a young guy he is i think yeah he's 15 right now he just turned 15 in september i believe um but he's got some of his songs he's actually got a whole album released on his spotify and uh i think a couple singles as well um since i've been playing with him for the last like i want to say like 10 months or so since could be close to a year is just before lilac festival last year um eli flynn my buddy eli called me he lived in the apartment right below me uh in this house mm-hmm. and he called me one day and was like hey man like I have this gig that I I can't make. I have, he had to take a Panda gig and uh, he's like, you know, do you want to play the Lilac Fest with this kid, Jack? I was like, fuck yeah, I want to play at the Lilac Fest. And uh, yeah, he put me in touch with him, went over to his place for a rehearsal and just uh, hit it off. It was, it was good. And uh, he, he liked my playing. I liked hanging with him and we just uh, went from there. It's good to hear it. Um, yeah, from Jack to Sideways to Koo, and I've um, seen you play in Vacation Days, live at jams. Is there a particular style of music that you kind of lean towards? It seems like you've got a diverse diverse catalog you're, you're working on. Man, that is a tough question to answer. Um, I definitely started coming from a lot of like funk and jam and rock background stuff got into you know jazz and more like fusion and technical music when i started like learning about it in school at flcc uh but as far as playing man it's like i kind of want to do like a bit of everything so i'm also like playing in projects that are like all over the place I guess, I, I don't know if there's like one specific thing I'm going for. Mm-hmm. Really just, I don't know, hoping that all these things that I'm listening to kind of come out in a semi-coherent way, best I could hope for, <laughs> and just, you know, <laughs> go along with the ride. 
Yeah, it's good. Uh, all the best musicians, I was actually talking to Adrian D'Angelo about it. They have the ability to have, they're not a one trick pony. There's diversity in interest, diversity in style. And that's why I'm always interested in live music and the kind of live music musicians like to see live because you play live so much. Um, if you were to go back in the past and somehow, you know, time machine to the past and have concert tickets to a show, who would you want to go see? Uh, that I didn't go see or <laughs> to relive? Um, you know what? Whatever one resonates more with you. If you were to bring someone that wasn't there with you or if you were to go because you never made it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> well, you know, back in high school, there was... Uh, an animals as leaders and Mashuga concert that mm. I was like so hyped to be going to. And I forget exactly what happened, just like shitty timing and trying to navigate New York city. And I completely missed animals as leaders in like most of, I think a good chunk of Mashuga. Mm. And I'm just like, God damn it. Like really? Because I don't think I've had another chance to see animals as leaders since then. No, I stand corrected. I saw them once in Buffalo, but I just, I never like, I always wished I could have like caught that show Mm -hmm. to this day. Um, man, reliving a show, (laughs) probably the, like the first time I saw fish was pretty sweet. Oh yeah. And I'm not even like a huge jam band guy anymore, but like that show definitely like, was like, damn, like one band can do this massive thing with like 20,000 people. Like it was like, Holy shit. Just the size of the event was like impactful. Absolutely. What was, were you young when you saw them or was that more recent? 16. I was like a sophomore in high school. There you go. Cause I, I'm with you. I was probably 18 or 19 and I've never been a big fish fan. I don't want to make anyone upset, but seeing them live, especially the very first time with the light, the energy, the way people sing and chant. Um, yeah. it's just a testament of what live music can do and, you know, building the community. Absolutely. And, yeah. uh, yeah, that was just like, that was a really good time. Good time. Yeah, man. Where where are some of the places you've played, and you know maybe your favorite venue? My favorite venue, at least you know locally, definitely Flower City. I will play there any night of the week. I love that room. (laughs) I love Macarine. He's the man. Kevin Santoro on sound. He's awesome, dude. Like it's just I'm very comfortable there. Um, Man. I've played in some really sweaty, decrepit basements that were pretty intense and pretty <laughs> awesome. I'd say those are definitely some of my favorites, but they're not venues. Uh, man, anthology is always fun. Yeah. It's nice playing it's big. a big league kind of stage. Yeah. I've seen some pretty cool venues uh, out of state. Haven't gotten to play them yet, though. Dream venue to play? red rocks <laughs> that would be that's amazing like, huh that'd be a pretty pretty awesome time uh i'm a big fan of terminal five in new york city that's just like a favorite i saw a lot of cool shows there when i was living outside the city and like in high school it was 
just cool venues like multiple tiers. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know Terminal Five, but I'm gonna look I've, that up. That's cool. I've heard about a a venue that's like in a cave underground, and that would be pretty fucking sweet. I'd have to look it up because I know what you're talking about. I think it's primarily a bluegrass venue or a folk stage, or at least I they would have... assume it would have to be acoustically based. Mm-hmm. They couldn't, although I think didn't somebody could probably give me more details on this, but I think Bass Nectar had a show like underground somewhere. That'd be wild. I don't know. Man. <laughs> That'd be wild, man. That would uh, be. Hey, the the future is uh, not written yet, man. You'll be playing in that eventually, right? I hope so. Fingers crossed. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So, um, obviously, you create a lot of music. You play a lot of different styles. Um, what does that music making process look like? Are you the kind of guy that's reading sheet music and learning covers to like learn the exact solo? Are you um doing a backtrack and kind of improvising? Well, what's your style and what's that look like for you when you're learning something new or playing something new? Um, well, I think as is the case, a lot of times with music, it depends <laughs> uh, all on, you know, what I'm learning it for or trying to get out of it. Um, in terms of music making, I do, I use a program called Reaper on my laptop, uh, just do like basic drum, bass, guitar, sketching for songs to bring to the bands, uh, because I think that, you know, a lot of the best songwriting happens because of the chemistry between the people. So I try to leave as much of everyone else's parts open to them. Mm-hmm. Um I'm trying to I'll pull up a uh, session here in a sec. Cool. Maybe I can share my screen and show it to you guys. Um, if I'm just like practicing, it could be reading a chart. It could just be messing around with chords. Uh, I had to learn a whole crap load of covers uh, playing with Silver Arrow. Um, you know, they pull from a list of like 60 plus songs so I spend a lot of time just like digging into that. And that's good. You know, like I hadn't really done that sort of thing for a shamefully long amount of time in my guitar playing was like spent not developing a repertoire. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it was really definitely good for me to uh, start doing that. Um, and in that case, you know, I try to play it like, as close to the recording as possible in terms of like tone vibe, just like understand the song. Um, you know, if it's learning somebody else's music, like if I'm, you know, sitting in on a project or like, you know, just starting with a new project, um, coming into one, like I really try to be as adaptable as possible. And Mm -hmm just you know fit the context of everything else around me as good as i can and uh i don't know it's almost like trying to work with like a producer like you know just be uh flexible and like be able to 
listen to direction when somebody's like, Hey, can you get more like this kind of vibe? And hopefully I have an idea of what to do. Um, so yeah, it all depends on, you know, what the end goal is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're obviously adaptable, looking to listen and learn. Um, you mentioned beforehand that you are currently offering music lessons. And before you respond to that, I'm curious if when you were younger, did you have any mentors or teachers or did you learn on your own? And then after that, talk a little bit about uh, uh, the fact that you're you're offering music lessons and, you know, mentorship and training yourself now, right? Yeah, man. Um, I definitely had a couple of key figures uh, when I started learning. Um, first guitar lesson I ever had was from a kid named Sebastian Colbert. Um, I believe first official lesson, I got it for Christmas from my mother. Um, he was a local kid that played guitar and, uh, you know, moved in the neighborhood and I was like, Whoa, that's cool. You know, he was my sister, my older sister's grade. And, uh, I thought that was real neat. Um, also my cousin Clark, uh, is like, you know, a rock star in his own right. Uh, he, he did the thing like that I'm trying to do essentially. He he lived it. He played live music for the majority of his career and he would he would come over on like Christmases and Thanksgivings and and bring his guitar and play. And uh that that was I always remember those those times very fondly. Um lesson wise, I mean after that those first lessons with that kid, Sebastian, um, I remember a couple years in, uh, I took lessons from this kid named Eric Christensen. Uh, he was a really cool dude. I wonder how he's doing. I should reach out to him. I think, uh, Eric, I think where are you at? Eric. Right? He was in Connecticut. Um, yeah, I'd love to, to reconnect with him sometime. Um, took lessons with him for, I think a little over a year. And, uh, by that point, I was a senior in high school, and I was like a t- silly, you know, 17-year-old kid who didn't know what the heck I wanted to do. So I was just like, you know, yeah, I want to play loud metal and whatever the heck. And I didn't really know entirely that music was, like, definitely what I wanted to do until I went to uh, went to college at FLCC. Uh took lessons through the school with Craig Snyder. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Craig Snyder is the fucking man. <laughs> um, he is a straight up wizard. That dude just, it's sorcery what he does on a guitar. Um, so that was really like kind of mind blowing. I'd never seen a person with that level of mastery, like three feet in front of me, just like, unleashing the harmonic universe like it's fucking nothing and that was really like exciting for me uh that was a big big impactful moment and on par with that uh may honestly even more so would definitely be uh getting to know paul mccardle um hands down like favorite guitar player huge enormous influence uh good friend of mine love that dude to death um super super grateful for like our friendship and like everything he's given to me 
in like knowledge and wisdom. Uh, and I met him just through jams down in Canandaigua. Hmm. And I, I knew from seeing him, I was like, holy fuck, like I, I gotta, gotta sit down with this dude. And, uh, you know, it started with like lessons and we just like, we just hit it off, you know, we we're just sitting there just jamming, like talking about shit. And then we just became good friends and, uh, yeah. And it just went from there, but yeah, definitely huge key figure in my playing. That's huge, man. So there, there's been a lot of people that have kind of stirred you in the right direction, helped you out with your playing, and now they've kind of passed you the torch. Tell me a little bit. Uh, you're you're offering lessons now. Uh, yeah, I love teaching. I love sharing concepts with people. You know, any any level. You know, if I can like see the light bulb go off in somebody's head that's just like super cool for me, you know, getting to like, that's very satisfying. So like, I, you know, I like teaching. I've gotten to teach, you know, some friends around town and as I mentioned, and it's just, it's always a good time. I just like talking about music, hanging out with guitars and I would love to get more experience with it. You know, talk to whoever wants to talk about music and uh, help, help any Buddy that wants to play in any way that I can, you know. Awesome, awesome. We'll drop some information in the description in the show notes. But what's the best way for people to reach you if they're looking for, you know, some lessons? <sighs> Facebook, uh, just Messenger, Instagram. Those are like my two top, mm. if not only, social medias. I try to keep it limited. Just stay off the phone. <laughs> keep my focus as much as possible. But yeah, any you know, Facebook, Instagram reach out to me uh yeah yeah awesome so you're you're approachable i I don't have to jump through hoops if someone wants to dm you on instagram is it just is it just sage xavier on instagram what's your handle i think it's sage xavier music okay facebook instagram sage xavier and um i want to play another snippet from a coup that you sent me over uh, and i we were talking before about how you like different guitar sounds and you like different technologies. Yeah. So let me toss on a snippet of a coup. We'll talk a little bit about it. And uh, do you want to play a little bit of guitar for us as well? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. All right. Let me um, pop on the share of the sound. We'll top top. We'll get. So yeah, that's a, a clip. That's really me just fleshing out uh, guitar layers um, to send over to the studio, and they'll uh, 
spruce it up, tame it down a little bit. But I do spend a lot of time messing with uh, effects, sounds, mm. weird, ridiculous things. Definitely, I definitely go overboard with it when I left my own device. <laughs> It's, it's big it's bold do, do you do a lot of the songwriting obviously you write the guitar parts right do do you write any of the other lines or how's that look like um some songs more than others like i obviously write the guitar parts uh some some songs i'll have like a very definite or clear idea of like what the drum groove should be or like the bass line to fit what i'm playing on guitar uh i can't play keys for shit so i (laughs) hardly ever write keyboard parts um i try to write things with the knowledge in mind that like everyone else brings their own flavor to the table um so like i it's it's a balance man it's a really fine line between you know guiding the direction of you know the orchestration and uh you know at the same time letting people you know play their own instruments and play what they want to play um sometimes you got to put your foot down sometimes and actually most of the time what other people end up doing is so much fucking cooler than (laughs) i could even have imagined in the first place uh because they're all much like hugely creative on their instruments um can i shout out my band real quick yeah shout out your band absolutely uh got ian fate on bass also producing this album over at wicked squid great recording engineer by the way uh dan murphy on keys um and the infamous marco serigliano on drums i you know i personally put you know a huge emphasis on just the dynamic that we get playing and interacting with each other you know i had the idea for this band like two years ago probably and i knew exactly who i wanted to be in it but i had to wait until i had a more solid idea of what i wanted to do and I had to wait for the timing to be right, you know, between everybody else. Like, okay, like everyone's available. Everyone's ready to do this. Like, and I, I think it really paid off. You know, I'm hugely stoked on, you know, what we're doing. And no, it's really, really fun. So I love it. And, um, lots of cool effects, lots of, uh, cool sounds. It, it's cool to see you layering the multiple parts. Do you, do you have that guitar player? that guitar with you there do you want to play us a couple of your favorite effects oh man (laughs) and and while you get that set up where'd that name come from anyways when i first read it i thought it was aku i thought it was an acronym um i would be i would be lying if i said that it didn't completely come from the samurai jack uh (laughs) main anti-hero villain uh aku master of darkness um actually it was it was my friend Haley's idea. You know, I was like bullshitting uh about some some band names and uh, we were talking about like Samurai Jack and she's like, What about Aku? 
damn, that's <laughs> fucking good. So, hence Haku. It was also the only thing all four of us agreed on. Everyone had ideas, and this is the only thing we could settle on. Nailed it. So. Cool, but man. I like it, you know? So, so, you can tell us what you're doing if you'd like, or you can just make fun sounds, but... um, You know, well, starts with a guitar. Everyone can hear that all right. You know, I have a whole shit ton of pedals here. Uh, I won't bother, like, naming them all, but some fun ones, some fun sounds I like to make. Uh, this is a new one. Very uh, whistly, but it <laughs> combines well with other stuff, you know. Say, uh, you know, let's see what else, what other ridiculous shit could I do on here? <laughs> Good shit. sound <laughs> all right actual favorite sounds though. <laughs> actually some some not bullshit I've yet to actually find a use for that shit <laughs> in any kind of song or live setting, but I would love to. Maybe an intro or an outro. You know, if I could play dubstep with my guitar, I will fucking call that a win. But, you know, just it's also, you know, practicality things. You know, sometimes just need some good old funky things. Gotta have the toys. Gotta have them. Out of all your toy, all your toys, do you have a favorite one? Uh, most Ooh. most worthwhile investment of yours? Oh God. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, honestly. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna name two. In terms of just like great bang for your buck that a guitar player would definitely pick up on is this overdrive pedal this thing called the dude by j rocket audio fabulous shout out it's just uh, it just it plays great mm-hmm. uh 
but for fun, like just effects, I gotta gotta give it to this Maris Auto bit. This thing is something else. Hey. It's uh, does more than I can even explain. Uh, I use this a lot on the album. Madness. It's total madness. <laughs> it's fun. fun madness. Yeah, it's fun, man. It you've got a you've got a lot of pedals. If you could only use one, what's your go-to? <laughs> yeah, if I could only bring one, well, the smart answer is a tuner. <laughs> um, but I'd probably bring that that dude dude overdrive pedal. Like it just very very practical get a very wide range of good gritty tones if i had to choose good stuff man good stuff what about um someone who's just getting started i I know it's a crazy concept that someone's just getting started playing (laughs) guitar where should they start Ooh, uh quit guitar (laughs) (laughs) but if you insist um play songs you know learn the songs that you like listening to and you know try to think about why you like them you know as you're learning them you know think about what parts specifically you're like yeah that's that really is cool that's the thing you know but i think learning songs uh is probably the most important thing you can do to get started because it just trains, you know, your musical instinct in so many ways. Uh, It just gives you a feel for, you know, the length of, you know, four bars and eight bars and a form Um, gives you a feel for chord progressions, you know, having a verse chord progression going to a chorus chord progression, you know, a sense of harmony moving um you know i think it teaches you you know just the it gives you like an innate digestion of songwriting Mm -hmm. you know learning what the masters have done and just really absorbing that you know early on and getting that you know into your into your feel and into your ears will do wonders that's good stuff that's great advice man and so let's say I choose, let's say you've already mastered guitar. Where do you go next? Any unusual instruments you'd like to learn? Um, after immediately quitting guitar. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Man, uh, I think any instrumentalist should be somewhat adept at keys. Uh, it's the most like visually straightforward interfacing of music. I think you know it's all laid out in a straight line. It gives you a very clear understanding of the voices moving, you know, within parts. Uh, you can flesh out, you know, a bass line and the harmony and a melody all at once. But man, if I were to just learn a weird ass instrument, harmonica, <laughs> which isn't weird, but yeah. like anytime I hear some like badass bluesy harmonica riff in like a train yard or something, I'm just like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> gets me. It's good, man. It's good. There's no reason why you can't. Yeah. One key, brother, one key. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's you control it with your breath. I think anything mm -hmm. close to the human voice like that is uh, just a good, good investment. Absolutely. Well, cool, man. Um, let's play this sideways snippet. I like that you yeah. sent me these small clips because at the end of the day, um, all the listeners, you're going to want to check out Aku on Facebook. You're going to want to check out the sideways. You're going to want to check out Jack West. Um, you're going to want to look Sage up, Sage Xavier on Facebook and Instagram. Um, but let's get a little taste of what you're doing with the sideways, okay? Hell yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Wrong one. Wrong one. Cool, man. Previews. We'll address what just happened in a second. Let's first talk a little bit about that song and uh, your own The Sideways. Funky music, man. Dude, uh, you're telling me any time I can get to play with a horn section is just a blast. <laughs> Playing with a horn section is great. Um, but I love Sideways for a lot more than that. Um, a lot of really good friends in that band uh you know joey writes just great like hard-hitting soulful songs you know they're they, they're real they're very real they come from a real place uh very listenable you know like i don't think like it's hard to find a person that wouldn't be like yeah that's catchy you know mm -hmm. like um tastes good it tastes good it just does um you know, we play, he books fun shows, writes good songs. Um, he's a good band leader. Uh, and everyone in the band, you know, is a good hang. And I think collectively we have, again, good chemistry, which amongst, you know, eight or nine people is pretty impressive, I think. Yeah, it's huge, man. How's that like setting up and getting everything going before the the set is it you guys pulling each other's hairs out or is it pretty chill uh sound checks have been 
known to run long, mm-hmm. but you know, we always have a good time whenever we perform. And I think that's the most important part. And it always ends up sounding good. You know, everyone in the band is a very, very competent player. And, uh, you know, the vibe is there. And, you know, yeah, maybe sound check gets a little, <laughs> a little messy sometimes, but it's you know, all good fun. It's all in so. good fun. It's part of the, part of the game. Uh, but yeah, sideways, man, it's, it's funny. You know, I, I knew about sideways and wanted to be in sideways for like a good amount of time before I actually was playing with them. Um, I met Joey at some jams at the Buddha pub um, back in the day, RIP to the Buddha Mm -hmm. pub. Uh, And he was, you know, telling me about even just like the concept of sideways. I think before he'd even really gotten it off the ground, Uh, you know, as like this soul kind of pop soul thing uh r&b jazz influence and i was stoked on i was like dude yeah oh my god i love that sounds right up my alley like i'd love to be part of that and uh he he went with some other players for a while uh had had an interchanging lineup of people coming in and out um and eventually i think (laughs) thanks to i think marco gave me a little uh bit of a boost and it was just like yeah just just come with me to this practice just just show up and uh yeah i just hung out and only played on like one song they're just like yeah it's in you know this key and just kind of vibe out on it see how it feels and uh it clicked it was like cool this is super natural like and yeah just kind of went from there started playing uh i think my very first gig with them was at three heads early last summer or no longer ago than that but i had maybe gone to one rehearsal before the show like i had all these charts written out on a notebook that was like on the pa speaker like next to me like trying not to look at it Mm -hmm. try not to look like i'm looking at it Mm -hmm. but it was it was fun and then just you know having a good time since it's fun man you you guys bring a great energy and of course before i was supposed to play that track we (laughs) um we uh startled everybody with something different i was gonna make that a secret but since the elephant's in the room let's let's play this final snippet for everyone and talk about it can i preface this by saying that i am not an electronic music producer whatsoever (laughs) This is just for fun. But yeah, you know, here you go. Scratch and stuff. Scratch and sniff. Yep, that's what I called it. I'm not hearing it on my end. I messed that up. I messed that up. So we'll edit that baby in. I'll okay. cut that part out. I was listening to it, but no one else was. How about that? <laughs> you know what? Let's just leave all of that in. Mistakes happen. I got to share my audio here, and this time we're going to be good to go.
bit. You know, if I ever, you know, need a backup career as a basement DJ. <laughs> I think it sounds pretty good, man. It's in- it's the the quality coming out of these headphones sounds great. It's a lot of the stuff that I end up making um, on here is a byproduct of me trying to figure out how to do something. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, uh, side chaining is like this thing where if like a kick drum sound happens, then like the bass or whatever's like tethered side chained to it, like ducks out of the way real quick. And like, I like heard about that, did a bunch of Googling was like, how do I do this in this program? And was just trying to figure it out and like ended up making a whole beat track out of just things that were side chaining each other. <laughs> so like, for example, this track was me trying to figure out, uh, automating mm-hmm. like that silly, uh, squeaky rubbery kind of sound. Uh, I figured out I could like tweak the pitch on it mm-hmm. and, uh, just went ape shit with that and put an 808 under it. It was like, boom. So, but it's fun, you know, like it's exploring like different musical outlets, you know, stuff that isn't entirely guitar based production definitely gives you a much better ear for, uh, orchestration, how things fit together and like editing, you know, I'm much more, conscientious i would say of what i'm recording in the studio now like mm-hmm. for the aku album now that i've spent i don't know a year or so diddling with a recording program on my own i'm like okay now i get this process a lot more i can play more appropriately to that so you know that's kind of my main outlet is <laughs> making silly tracks on my laptop fun silly tracks that uh, you were even you were laughing at it i honestly think it um sounds pretty cool but uh do you do you find yourself highly critical are you a perfectionist or is uh is okay good enough (laughs) um definitely perfectionist you know i mean i i do think that like the the devil's in the details but that's really what counts and uh you know it's easy to get lost in there and I definitely have to remind myself to come up for air once in a while. Um, right. You know, but what, you know, what artist isn't critical of themselves? I I don't think that it's inherently a bad thing. You know, I think sure. Uh, any person's, you know, personal filter of their own, you know, what's good and what's not of their own stuff is going to be skewed by their subjectiveness, but that filter should still be there. You know, if, if you just think that everything that you put out is awesome, I don't know. And then you're just kind of an asshole. <laughs> sure. Sure. But at the same time, you know, the opposite extreme isn't good either. Cause you never end up putting mm-hmm. anything out and doing anything. Um, so, you know, there's a learning curve and it's, you know, I definitely find myself critical of, of things, but also you gotta, I gotta like remind myself, you know, Hey, I'm, just learning how to do whatever this thing is, or I just started practicing something that I'm working mm-hmm. on. Like, you know, come up for air, take a breath sometimes. Um, but you know, it's 
the, the learning and artistic process is definitely stressful. You know, I think any creative person can tell you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has there been times where you just kind of wanted to smash your guitar and be done with it? <laughs> oh my gosh. I wish I could show you this video um, of me at an Aku rehearsal bashing my head into a drum cymbal. <laughs> and like just i like broke a string on my guitar and just like punched it and like fucking (laughs) took this cymbal and just started hitting myself i was so pissed uh yeah so it can you know it can be stressful sometimes if that's rock bottom that's not too bad well (laughs) i guess i don't know if that's rock bottom quite yet but no it's if it is that's not too bad Well, we, we only got up to go from here. If anything, things are slowing down. You can focus on creating more music. Um, what are you looking forward to in the, the near future, be it six months, a year, or maybe even longer? Ooh, um, I mean, first thing would just be getting shows able to happen again at all would just mm-hmm. be awesome. Playing them and or attending them would be fucking refreshing um i guess you know the only kind of silver lining might to everything getting canceled might be that you know since everything's getting rescheduled and rebooked um maybe that would provide some opportunity uh to play some new shows that weren't there before Mm. or um if tours have to get rerouted maybe we'll get some cool different artists coming through than we would have. Um, you know, you never know. Hey, as far as I'm concerned, add $2 to the ticket charge. We'll all pay it. We need some live music. So that's, that would be first thing. Um, and then, you know, obviously playing as many shows as possible. I know sideways, uh, definitely has some big ambitions for, uh, a tour in the near future. I would like to get Aku playing uh, as regularly as possible in like a year. It'd be cool if we were playing, you know, more around the Northeast out of town more. Uh, That's, that's kind of my next goal for the band after this album is, you know, playing out and steady shows and same thing for all my projects, honestly, sideways, the same deal, get the album out and just, grind out those shows and just really you know, get seasoned. Yeah, I, I love it. And um, for everyone listening, the best thing you can do is follow a coup, follow the sideways, follow Jack West, um, ultimately get in touch with Sage Xavier on Instagram, Facebook, um, get some lessons from him, you know, pay the man, but also get a ton of value out of that as well. And um we're going to do that. I I want you to close out with some guitar jamming if you don't sure. mind. But before we do that, I want to ask you one last question that I ask every guest. If you had a billboard on the side of the road, populated area, tons of people are going to see it, all kinds of people. What would that uh, billboard say and why? Excellent question. If I could tell the world one thing with a billboard drink more water (laughs) drink more water i saw on a tumblr post long ago that 
all the problems in my life were because I didn't drink enough water. So mm. <laughs> stay hydrated. How do you feel since then? Hydrated. <laughs> oh, I feel good. Kind of thirsty, I, actually. <laughs> I love it. And I don't have um, I don't have all the research in front of me, but I'm willing to bet there's a lot of good, darn good research to follow that that message. Oh, yeah. Close it out, man. Sage, thanks for coming on the show. Everyone, thanks for checking out the Rochester Groovecast podcast with me and Sage Xavier. Um, RochesterGroovecast.com, Rochester on any major podcast app, Rochester Groovecast on Facebook. Um, My personal profile is Ben Albert, R-O-C Groove on Instagram. And uh, yeah, man, Sage, the the torch is yours. Close it out with whatever you'd like. listening to the show um of course if you want to hear these private performances if you want to be part of the live call check out rochester groovecast on facebook follow the events and you might actually be part of the next private performance we've got shows every monday and thursday again rochester groovecast on facebook i will talk to you guys soon